All right, my lovelies. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. What do I sound like? All right, my lovelies. Sound like a character off Oliver Twist. You might hear a bit of background noise. I will turn it down slightly, but I've come up with this theory that if I keep trying to get a quiet space to do everything, then A, it's going to be difficult, and B, there's no distractions for you, so when you're getting a bit bored of me, you could actually zone out and still listen and hear maybe what's going on around me, and that can be quite interesting and and like I do with podcasts, sometimes I do do that. I'm, I'm enjoying the podcast, but I'll listen for, for the sound surrounding. As long as it's not babies crying or dogs barking incessantly, you know, or alarms ringing for too long, then it, it can be quite annoying. But I've got BBC Manchester on the radio. I don't own the radio. It's on my TV, but, you know, it's it's the old-fashioned wireless and today I'm I'm going to be talking about the books that I already have and I might even throw in I'll, I'll talk about all the books that I currently possess including library loans audiobooks that will be easy because I don't have any of those and but I'll briefly mention the one that I have listened to in 39 years I've listened to one whole audiobook this is where we're at you need to know my starting point it's no good doing a podcast about books and people think that i'm going to be an experienced book reader or (laughs) a person that knows a lot about the subject because that would be misleading so what i thought i'd do is talk to you today i've cleared out my bookshelves because a i've got new furniture and it needed to be done and I'm going to give you a brief summary well it might not be brief because there's a few so it's like a book haul see I know a few of these technical words I just and I I can't wait to do this and the reason I'm doing this I've put them all into separate piles and the reason I want to do this is because eventually I want to be doing a a show on my TBRs TBRs. none of my CBAs can't be asked and um maybe some of get down to the recommendations as well and it will not be based on these old books that i have unless i think they're extremely well which to be honest i love all my books equally as i would children i don't know why i keep mentioning children (sighs) maybe i'm feeling broody i always said that i wouldn't but like sometimes i feel broody for a month and then Another month, I think they're horrible children. <laughs> I don't know. I've already told you that we're a child-free zone. Uh, my biological clock has took and ticked and took and took, and that ship sailed. Let's get on to reading. Let's get on to. <laughs> Let's get on to talking about the book piles, and what and. Once you know what my starting point, then we can start on the new stuff. So the first pile that I'm going to talk about, not in great depth, is I mentioned to you on the last podcast episode that I always mention podcast, and I go podcast, podcast, trying to say it correctly. I always mention podcast, and I actually mean episode. So if you hear that occasionally, you know, don't hate. 
I said that most of my books were non-fiction because I thought they were. Well, I didn't think they were. I just, they're probably the ones that I see the most. <laughs> you know, the ones on, at the eyeline height. Anyway, I've sorted them into piles and the majority are fiction, but they're old and I don't know. It's a different kind of fiction. Like, for instance, I'll start my favourite pile. Charles Bukowski and Hunter S. Thompson. Now, they're from the same breed, I think. They're both legends. They're both writers of a different era and a different kind and poetic. And there is a film that I can watch over and over again, which is based on Hunter S. Thompson's... Well, it is Hunter S. Thompson's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That is my all-time favourite movie. I had it when it was on DVD. And it was on repeat. I wouldn't always watch it. It would just be great company, if you see what I mean. I'm thinking of that film now. I could use some of their ingredients to help me talk properly. But I don't do that thing no more. If you know, you know. So, the books that I have of theirs is one poem book by Charles Bukowski called The Last Night of the Earth Poems. It was his last book before he passed away, the last one published. I have a collection of, of stories. I think they call them an anthology, where he features in there. Um, it's called Love is Strange. And I was going to write down the story he's got in there, but who cares? I also have his... It's a book written by Barry Miles on Charles Bukowski. And... Here's all the Bukowski collection I've got, which is not all of it. I've got Factotum, Tales of Ordinary Madness, Notes of a Dirty Old Man, Pulp, a novel, Women, a novel, and then Hunter S. Thompson. I've got Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail 72, Kingdom of Fear, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, obviously my favourite, I also have, I'm reading them sideways, I have Outlaw Journalist, The List of Times, The Life <laughs> and Times of Hunter S. Thompson, and I have The Rum Diary. They're my favourite pile. Just a quick note, the reason I said, oh, I keep mentioning children is because previous... Um, attempts at recording the podcast I was saying how I'm going to treat the podcast as a baby and instead of shh I'm doing the podcast it's going to be I'll just let it happen and if there's any background noise obviously what I've already mentioned um, and that's that's that on further thinking or on second thoughts I decided that I would drag that book out which is called Love is Strange the one that is an anthology or a collection of short stories. <laughs> I think anthology is a word they use for poetry collections. So I may be mistaken, but it featured Charles Bukowski. And I thought it's only fair that I told you which story it was. Then I thought, how about just read the story as well? So I did. It's called The Copulating Mermaid of Venice, California. There's the first few lines start off like this. 
The bar had closed and they still had to make the walk to the rooming house. And there it was. The hearse had driven up across the street where the stomach hospital was. I think this is the night, said Tony. I can feel it in my blood. I really can. The night for what, asked Bill. Look, said Tony. We know their operations well by now. Let's get one. What the fuck? You got the guts? What's the matter? You think I'm a coward because that runty sailor whipped my ass? I didn't say that, Bill. You're the coward. I can whip you easy. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not talking about that. I say let's grab a stiff. Just the last. Shit, let's grab ten stiffs. It certainly surprised me. It makes for an interesting read. It's about two guys. Obviously, they're, they're drunks and they're living in a rooming house. So they, they've not got a permanent home. And they're having a drink and they've been like doing like what's that thing called staking out sort of a hospital across the road and watching the hearses take away the dead bodies and what they decide they're going to steal one and they ended up stealing one and spoiler alert they think it's a guy and they they rested in a hammock when the, when they couldn't find the keys to get in the house then they sit there in the house it, well in one of the rooms they're one of their rooms in within the rooming house and they're just chatting away as, as they do and they're drinking mescaline I think it is I've never heard of that well I have heard of it but I, I thought it was a drug but this is a, a bottle of um drink they're drinking it anyway together and I'm just in my head I'm just imagining it's whiskey and they're, have, they're, they're talking amongst themselves for a while and it's not always about the dead body they've got in the room and they, just, they, they keep referring back to it like what we're going to do now can't take it back what we're going to do so they open open it up in the end and decide and they realize it's a female a very attractive female long blonde hair nice tits as they say nice pussy as they say and um they end up enjoying themselves uh, i just got interrupted by noise from the other room they end up enjoying themselves each individually just one time with this corpse and they decide that one of them sort of falls in love and i think that's a theme because of the book being about love and stuff falls in love with her instantly but they they carry on drinking after they've pleasured themselves they decide they're going to have to take it to the sea and they take it to the sea and it's just written in this really sort of like in in Bukowski's usual way raw but in a good way not like raw chicken it's just raw and good the, there was a funny line in it which stood, was the first line that stood out to me so when I was reading it I thought right take notes take notes of, of a few good lines but I wasn't sure if I could repeat much of it on here already I've said a few swear words and mentioned corpses so it might not be able to get published if it does the one that, that got me is after that had happened they said come on and he, they go I'm sitting in I can't find the line but they're saying, he got in the car and he turned around and said, 
I'm sitting in the car with this dead cunt. <laughs> and it was just the way that they was referring to the body as just this, obviously, a derogatory name for a woman's private parts, but it's just the way it, they said it. And this guy, the one that had, like, said he fell in love, took her out into the sea when they got to the beach and took her into the sea, and I thought he was going to fuck her again, which would have been interesting, but he didn't. He just kissed her and said goodbye, and he, he said to her, <coughs> excuse me, he said to her that he loved her, and she was like a mermaid floating away, and in the end, this bit really twisted my head. There must be a meaning to it, or maybe there isn't, because you know what he's like, the author. But it says, I'll read the last lines to you, they're always interesting. He, he says, The world was awakening. Some were awakening with a hangover. This is after they'd gone home to bed. Some was waking with a hangovers. Some were awakening with thoughts of church. Most were still asleep. A Sunday morning and the mermaid, the mermaid with the dead, dead sweet tail, she was well out to sea. While somewhere a pelican dove came up with a glittering guitar-shaped fish. I don't get it, but I'm sure there's there's something there. But what I'm supposed to understand. But I really enjoyed it. I would I would say, I think I was hovering over giving it four, but because of my lack of understanding of it, I decided I think I went with three stars out of five. Not that I've left a real review on it because it's such an old story and I haven't left real reviews for a while I think you could imagine why but I read it and I enjoyed it I do recommend it, it depends who I'm recommending it to depends what kind of person would be interested in I must admit, when I heard even though it's weird, I think it's called necrophilia Um, <laughs> when you do that to a, to a dead body but it was quite the wording in it was quite um, interesting. A few final notes on Charles Bukowski and also to say that I'm not going to do the entire bookcase clear out in one episode. I've realised that now. It's been drawn to my attention, the way that I've been recording this in small pieces, is that... Um, it would take like three or four days just to go through the small bookshelf that I have if I carry on in this fashion, at the the way that I'm describing shit. Sorry about that. <laughs> I think I think his uh, reading that story has brought out my dark side. Um, I just like to say that even though he's known for like his hardness and bitterness and vulgarity etc I've watched quite a few doc documentaries about him and I've seen that he said that in those days I think it was the 70s when he was trying to earn money he would write the initial story it would write a brilliant story and what was selling was sex drugs or <laughs> I don't mean physically I mean in in like the magazines and the journals and the newspapers and the books sex was selling and he saw he saw that so what he would do he would write the story and then at one point you think oh 
I better just throw the sex in there. I'll put that chunk there and this bit of bad language there. And then he continued writing the story and all he wanted to do was share stories. And like, if you, if you just focus on the alcoholism or the lifestyle or even the way he's portrayed or the way that, the, you know, the, the negative side of, of anything, then you fail to see what's underneath, which is a tender heart and a brilliant soul. And I see through that, you see, because I'm I'm not a massive advocate for drinking anyway. I wouldn't advocate anything to anybody apart from mental health awareness. But I'm not a massive fan of drinking and I wouldn't like to be involved with somebody who, who was a massive drinker. But you can't help who you fall for, so... I'm just saying it's not it's not that that the I'm not trying to glamorize his lifestyle and it's so odd that I would be so drawn to a person that would be quite the opposite to what what I would not that what I would choose or this or that it's quite the opposite to what I need to steer away from if it was me and it, I just love people I love this guy for who he is, I see right through. It's not bravado, it's clever. It's very clever. And I'm going to wrap it up here so that the, so that it doesn't waffle on too long. In my next session, session, I'm a counsellor now. <laughs> in my next, in my next episode, I think we may talk about Hunter S. Thompson more. However, there is a chance that I'll go back to him at a late date. I think he deserves an episode all on his own, but not just yet. And I'm not going to do this with all my books because, like I said, I want to focus on new interests of books that I'm looking at. And it is supposed to be a journey, not a history or a memoir. Um, but in the Love is Strange collection of stories, I did find that Angela Carter has written a story in there shows how often I picked up the book and she's one of the one of my new buyers and my new authors that I really love. I know I'm gonna love her even though I've not read a full story of hers just yet. I just know she's gonna be my type of girl. So I am going to um probably talk about the one purchase of her and other books of her. I'm gonna talk about Angela Carter next on the next episode and for now, I shall say goodbye and thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with me. And if you can, please hit follow. For now, goodbye. <laughs>